The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We are three lifelong fans of the show, reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. Today, we're going all the way back to season three on episode six, which came out July 29th, 2001. And what, was there anything specific that happened on that day, Chris? You may be I able found, to enlighten us. I found it? two pretty good headlines. One just was basically exactly what it was. And the okay. other one was actually like maybe the more interesting fact I've ever read doing this. So um, the first headline was just uh, kids smoke embalmed cigarettes, which is basically just PCP. So, yeah, I, I've been knowing <laughs> that's been happening for a while. Was that from your diary or from the newspaper? A little bit of both. But this <laughs> article diary. was written by Clemente <laughs> Lisi, who also wrote this next article on the same day. Uh, the headline of the article is Hitler, Hitler, rah, 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 CIA's wacky cheerleader link. And I was what like, is this, is this, is this, the, this is from the New York Post, not like right. some kind of, uh, you know, basically what this article is saying is they found out that the Sig Heil, his famous, whatever that action is, salute, he yeah. stole from uh, high school cheerleader, American football cheerleaders. And he loved that. He loved their cheering so much that he actually inc- incorporated their kind of style of cheering into like the propaganda that he was really? using. That's uh, amazing. Uh, that's what the CIA reports and his best friend Ernst Hanstingfingel uh, claimed right. that's exactly what it was. So <laughs> you got one thing you got to give. And, you know, I, I don't want to be one to give him too much credit. <laughs> I love where this is going. <laughs> but goddamn, his army looked great. They dressed yeah. to the nines. And uh, uh, what, I feel what, like their, his, their suits made by Hugo Boss. Uh, by the way, uh, maybe I think, yeah, a lot of like modern day, I know Volkswagen and a lot of modern day companies have their roots tying back. I, I would like to point out the fact that we just completely ran over the pun I threw at you guys, which was they dressed to the nines. Oh, my God. That's really good. It was too good. I didn't huh? even notice it. <laughs> it, was, it was all right. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Hey, you know, when, when he wasn't busy painting houses, man, mm-hmm. could he dance, I guess. Uh, oh, could he, dance? He, he He could put on a cheerleading routine. Uh, what a fucking weirdo that guy is. Let's stop. Yeah. Let, let's just stop talking about him. I don't think that's we a need great to call. Yeah, that's a great call. more with that. minutes on this podcast. Let's talk about something. A, a group of guys that uh, we all love and I've missed since last week. I'm glad to be back to see everybody's favorite character in Jackass. It's Johnny Seabassville here, and uh, <laughs> welcome to be- Jackass. Yeah, you better bet there's some fucking boating theme stunts on this one. I'm excited to talk about that because, uh, you know, I, I just anytime we're hitting the boat with Pontius and Steve-O, you know you're in for some good one-liners, some, some really, like, introspective, reflective thinking as they peer over the edge into the water. I, I know there's the exact something. scene you're, you're you know thinking talking about, about, which yeah. we're going to get to, Why and it was the most wholesome moment I've ever seen uh, in this episode. It was I great. Like That's any, one of the later stunts. stunts yeah. yeah, yeah. Anytime they're preparing to go out on an expedition like this, it's like there's always that moment. They're just, you know, they're getting ready. They're like, it's like a hockey player getting ready before the big game in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, they're just sitting there on the boat. They're Staring very reflective. on the bench before everyone gets there. Yeah. Pontius is always looking out at the sunset, saying something that just fucking makes the show. God, I just want to talk about this, but we do have some other segments to get to right. before we get there. So let's jump into numero uno. This is the magnet suit with the Johnny Knoxville. We're at a <laughs> junkyard here. Now, if you've ever seen those big junkyard magnets, uh, these things are fucking high power, boys. I mean, we've got Johnny in a suit of armor here, so you can kind of put two and two together. I love that he says, I'm going to get picked up by this big magnet. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> this, <laughs> then he runs the, off the, into the distance. The tone of this one is so funny because it's just them trying to get something to work. And, the you know, we had a reference last week in the Notre or a couple weeks ago to the Notre Dame episode, and and they refer to the bird suit. As as being like a notoriously bad one. And I remember way back when we reviewed the bird suit, we're like, did they know this was as shitty? Are you talking about the squid squid suit or the squid suit and bird suit? There were the two of them that were really bad. It was like bird suit was basically squid suit (laughs) 2.0. And they and and this is the second time they referenced the bird suit, because at the end of this one, when nothing's going right, Johnny's just like, man, this is like. 
Birdsuit 2.0. Like he says that again, like he's bringing it up. So they clearly have the same reverence, mm. but because they're aware of it and because they show everything going wrong, I was giddy this whole time. Like John, them just trying to make something work and being so sad. <laughs> it reminds me of in the birdsuit, the one scene of him just really sadly say like laying on the on the bank of a river, just like throwing bread, like picking bread off of his suit and throwing it to the birds and not having anything get done. It was, yeah, yeah. It was really funny, man. All I was thinking about is like, you know, people that have like a ball cancer and they get the prosthetic ball sometimes i think it used to be a metal ball or at least for oh. my the thought of my mind is like would it just plink mm. like rip right out the sack and go <laughs> oh, up God, or would it just dude. like raise oh. your would it raise your entire dick and ball sack and just have it like hovering the whole time you're near it or like oh that would, would be cool because i would imagine being you up and bring you there attached but. to one of those things by the sack just hang with your arms <laughs> and legs behind <laughs> that would all be think about. miserable that's Fuck. all you know what this kind of happens about? to him all I could think about was was two things. One, yeah. the fact that I so desperately want to, and as I get older, I'm 33 now, I'm realizing that I might never in my life put on a suit of armor and that really fucking bums me out like i just always assumed it would happen at some point i don't know what the context hey, would be maybe like the some the night at medieval times like fails and i've got to like jump in and, and i don't know what it was but i'm never going to wear a suit of armor the other one was if you had asked me like a year ago whether these giant magnet things were real or just a product of cartoons i would have assumed they didn't actually exist i i, I am baffled at the fact that these yeah. things are actually oh, real and happy nuts, that they eh? do a huge metal plate and it's it, it'll suck up anything man like you've got this one point when chris you mentioned the ball the ball incident like if someone had a prosthetic ball i almost wonder if knoxville's fingers were getting ripped out of the the sockets or something because there's a point here where when they turn it on and he's got his, the backs of his hands and he's got yeah. you know metal gloves on here too uh these gauntlets so they stick immediately and then they start lifting him off the ground and he starts screaming in pain like stop 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 everybody's trying to get this guy to put him down it takes a couple of seconds but i'm wondering if because of the way he had the backs of his hands oriented if he was just hanging by the knuckles there and uh if that's why he was in so much pain no because he, he had the rim it, he had the rim of a car right when it was and he was hanging from it oh, was that what it was yeah okay. and that I was think, honestly the moment i think i don't know if i've ever been as concerned for someone's safety than during this sketch for some reason his helmet falls off he's got he's already metal things have already detached from this magnet yeah and he's he's hanging on by a rim which is hanging like on the edge of it to the magnet and if that thing comes down he's pulling it right into his head and he doesn't have a helmet on that's oh, yeah. why they started screaming i think they all started to pick up on the same thing oh, they're like thought, he's hanging from it i thought it's because yeah, his helmet yeah, fell sense. off and if he went too high and dropped on it he would like land on the helmet therefore breaking both that, of his ankles that could definitely be it too but i think the the fact that it's going to come straight down into his head because that's yeah. what would happen. It makes yeah, sense. I guess so. It totally makes sense. And I think that's just a testament to how dangerous this is. And it's like one of those things you don't, because nobody's doing this, you're not really aware of what the risks are until you start 100%. doing it. Yes. And that's why we're all speculating on what could it have been. I think there's probably a, a long list of things that could have get, went wrong in that. I do love, however, when they, they decide, okay, maybe the suit of armor isn't safe. So let's put Dave England in a steel <laughs> drum suit. And this is like an oil barrel with a hole cut out for arms and so he could see through it. And he's just kind of rolling around in this thing. He stands under the magnet. They pick him up and he's in the air for quite a, a long time. And they're just uh -huh. kind of like fucking moving him around and shit. And he seems okay. Like this seems like it went over a little, a little better. I was, I was scared because it, it felt like the kind of thing again, that could have gone very, very wrong. Um, but Dave Anglin coming in, I'm just always a fan of that. And he looks like he's about to film like a 1970s science fiction movie on a shitty budget. That's yeah. like robots from the future. <laughs> like that's what they all look like. I was, yeah, I was, totally. or, or like a grade school rendition of, of wizard of Oz or something like that. Like he's the tin man. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I really enjoyed this one. Do you guys mind if I go into my uh, review on go it? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the fact that they knew it was shit and kept it in any way and joked about the fact that it was shit. I love nothing more than a good wink to the camera. Let me know that you're on the same page as I am where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Similar to the the uh, in a couple uh, episodes ago, we had Johnny Knoxville with the belt sanding skates where they it very easily could have been absolute garbage. And the fact that it was sort of minuscule made it better. I'm going to give this one a seven out of ten. And I, I yeah. think it, it deserves it. I think that's fair for sure. Chris, what would you do on that? I'm going with a six out of 10. Um, I definitely get the points that Mikey was saying, but it, it still was boring for the most part. Like there wasn't anything like too crazy. I got a good joy when 
England came back and he's doing his little dances, which actually brought it up in my opinion. But like, it definitely yeah. didn't push it over the edge. Where I was like, I can't wait to watch this sketch again. Sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I think like the overall concept of what they were trying to accomplish here got it got me really excited. I know that much. Even if it could have been better in ways, I just liked that they were trying this because it it takes a lot of creative thought to come up with something like this. So I'm gonna go a little bit higher just based on that. Um, oh, and one thing to to mention as well that we didn't mention uh, before I give the rating is that uh, I gotta ask, I have to like, is this in some way bad for your brain in any way? I, I'm assuming it has to be hundred percent. You know, yeah. it's bad for your whole fucking body. There's it's no way it's be. not in some way. I don't understand the science behind it. I'll give it a solid seven out of ten. I'm right there with you, Mikey. Nice. Really enjoyed it. And um, I hope we can see something like this again, maybe one day. And even if we don't, hey, at least we fucking got it. At least um, we did. And hey, I didn't. Speaking of things that we be, we're grateful for getting. This is something I didn't know that I wanted, but I'm glad we got it. <laughs> this is hot dog Bam Margera dressed as a ballpark Frank here doing some skateboarding and shit on the uh, vert ramp there. And all I gotta say, boy, boys, is uh, that pussy's got some lips. You see the buns on that oh. hot dog? They're just flapping in the breeze there. <laughs> Free flowing. It is, it is very close to being. I feel like one. If you change the yellow of the mustard to like black for hair or something it could very well be that um what so by the way brings me to the point if, if if god didn't want us to eat pussy why did he make them look like tacos <laughs> that's a good point yeah sometimes I saw that joke a on ranch. instagram the other day shout out to whoever the fuck posted top. that on my story <laughs> i didn't need to say that yeah shout out to on top <laughs> whoever that was uh <laughs> But yeah, th- we'll see. We'll see a couple uh, a couple of wieners throughout this episode. So we'll come back to that. Mike, this is the cutest hot dog costume, though. It's adorable. I love but it. Do you it's remember, so cute. Like the hot dog costumes were like the morph suit of the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> like <are> <laughs> all you had to do to be funny was have a hot dog suit. That was so it. True. What's the joke? What's the punchline? Both the setup and the punchline are, hey, guys. I've got a hot dog suit and everyone fucking loved it. I actually campaigned. Oh my God. In high school we were filming this commercial for Comtech. It was like part of a project and we needed a hot dog suit to get it. But a hot dog suit was like 60 bucks. (laughs) So while there were like actual fundraisers going on at the school to like, I don't know, get kids binders or calculators (laughs) or, or lunches or stuff. I was walking around the cafeteria, talking to every table, pitching them on this idea for a hot dog suit and collecting a dollar or two from everyone and we ended up collecting more than enough to get the hot dog suit. It was what did you do with the rest? Actually buy real hot dogs? Yeah, we just ate some bunch of hot dogs. Do you feel like a cannibal dogs. when you're eating a hot dog in a hot dog suit? Yeah, it really got me off. It felt like a regular old army hammer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, you know what gets Reiki on off? Science. Uh, that's Science, what. baby. And they've got a very dangerous looking canister in the back of the car. What is this, Raytheon? This is liquid argon. Not hazardous to people, but it does displace oxygen. Now, did they just say Raytheon or Tori Belechi? Because uh, <laughs> I'm getting some real Mythbusters vibes right here. I got to tell gotta you, though, get this one. someday. He's been referenced too many times. Oh, God. This, 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 uh, segment is is one that i had high hopes for but i felt yeah. personally fell flat i feel like the guys just didn't know what to do with it or maybe they were maybe it was a little awkward because when do you ever see johnny knoxville and rake yawn together in something i think this is the only time i have really seen just them um, but what the idea is is they've got this canister they're going to walk down the street they're in hazmat suits and they're going to drop it and the thing's going to start you know um shooting the compressed air out of the cylinder and that's basically it. They're they're trying to fake a chemical spill here, but like I said, it kind of falls flat. Unfortunately, it falls it falls as flat as a fucking canister full of argon. I it, it I thought they were going to do more. That's what exactly. It. I don't think it fell flat. I think the idea was great. You had some yeah. good reactions. I think like why didn't they do six or seven or eight more of these? You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is a great idea. You had like no matter what, someone's gonna if you do a bunch of them, you're gonna get a really good reaction at some totally. point. There was one more they showed in the the end, end credits, credits, but. Like, this was my favorite thing. This had potential to be my favorite thing we've seen in a long time, and they just gave up on it. Like, I really don't understand why. It was another one. They did it the first time, and I'm like, man, see, this is an example of a great prank, the kind of prank we mm. just don't get now, and then fade to black, and we're on to the next scene. It was fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, not much to it, unfortunately, but uh, at least the next scene does save the day. At least it did in my mind. This is Snow Scooter. We're hitting the hill on a scooter without wheels. 
man, these guys, they must have just went out to the hill and shot bulk footage because they've got everything. <laughs> now, this doesn't top the ladder from last week, but no. this is pretty cool. Uh, you get some backflips off the ramps on this. I, I really was impressed at how much fun they made snow scooting look, and I'd like to give it a shot myself one day. It's Dave England. He just goes at yeah. everything he does as though it's a real sport and treating it with that kind of reverence. Like, I really do. I think he's so good at things like this, but you're right, Jay. I was thinking the same thing. They really went into this season like, how many things can we send down a snowy mountain? We've got porta potties, we've got tubes, we've got ladders, we've got uh, scooters. Like they, they just basically brought their like they they sat at the base of of a mountain and just started picking up objects. Like someone was doing construction nearby and took a scooter to get there, and they had a porta potty there as like a makeshift bathroom. And they're like, just take all that shit and bring it up to the top of the hill. We're gonna send it down and see what happens. I think out of all the ones that they've done, though, like, you know, all of the extreme versions of sports or whatever, like this, this was probably the best one in terms of maybe not like what happened, just in terms of like actually potentially being something like this. 100%. Looked, like you could actually do it. This I could actually see this picking up and being something cool or now scooters in general are like blowing up like crazy. I know. Like I know. in the skate park, like there's some really cool shit. Like I never would have thought I would say that, but I could actually see this type of thing coming back into reality, like an actual real life version of this now. I totally agree. I totally agree. Guys, the more I see this hot dog suit, the more I just see a pussy with a whopping clitoris on top of it. That's <laughs> that's all I can see. In fact, I was so mesmerized by this that I didn't even write down what was happening. I just wrote down that I just wrote down sizable clitoris in my notes. Am I saying cl- am I pronouncing clitoris? Is it clitoris or clitoris? I don't, I don't know. You know what, what I, I, was, so. I was looking for I was looking for <laughs> it in a, the uh, in the dictionary to see how I'd pronounce it and I just couldn't find it anywhere. Hmm. This is some sort of joke that has Which, gone over I our like heads. I like mine better. Mikey's was like too expected. Mm, maybe. I like mine better because I said it. And that's usually the difference maker for me. Touche. <laughs> well, that's the reason why well, I didn't cheer, look, cheer after you said yours. Because you just walloped on over mine. And now everyone's going to well, forget what mine was. So whatever. Fuck you. Yeah, well, you know what, guys? Much like the horn on a unicorn, uh, I think we should just ride off into the moonlight here. And uh, I, I, I also made, right. a, made, a, made a clitoris joke right there. I don't know if... Horn into the like, unicorn? Yeah, because it's kind of like, you know, kind of like, you know, there's this little button on top of the... Horn, the unicorn? What is what do what do unicorns look like in your life? Better yet, what do clitorises look like? Jay, in your if you're life? messing around with anything <laughs> down I, there and you feel a horn, you might be uh, <laughs> up to something yeah. that we didn't think you were up to. Or, okay, maybe maybe horn <laughs> was a little... too much time little, in Thailand there, bud. <laughs> maybe horn was a little generous. It was a little generous. <laughs> But I was just trying to go with the mythical theme. And all I know is when I am down there, for your information, Chris, sometimes I do get a, and I wonder what's going on. But uh, anyway, <laughs> totally football football follies here with Aaron and Steve-O. Let's uh, just dress up in fucking full-on American football uniforms here and get in that department store and go fuck some shit up. Stephanie Hodge is uh, following oh, behind, Stephanie cheerleading. Hodge. And uh, I love this, man. They just run in there. He, whoever, I don't know who's who here, but one of them goes long and, uh, it's, it's a nice pass flips over a rack of coats. Oh my God. That looks like so much fun. I want to do that. It's, it does look like a lot of fun. And one thing I love about this one is you can tell they started off where they were basically just like, okay, we're going to bring footballs into a department store. It's going to be department store boxing, but it's going to be football. They tried it. It worked. They got a good shot, but I did love the addition and how they kept on ramping it up afterwards, because this was the typical kind of sketch where you can tell they filmed it in sequence and then edited and then showed it in the sequence they did because they kept having better and better ideas. They go from the department store to Steve-O getting tackled onto a stand of fruit to having this thing, which I think was the peak, which once they caught onto it, I think this was the best one to do. One of the guys in full football gear with a football goes and talks to a stranger and in the middle of the conversation gets tackled from off screen by someone. You get some amazing reactions a little bit of pain, some laughter from the guys. That's like the cocktail. That's that's what you want in a jackass sketch. And I think they I think they found it in in those those last moments. I think this one, um, what like I give all the credit to the guys in this sketch for this this yeah. one. Their commitment level was one hundred and twenty percent. You know, like to- going totally. with metaphors. But it, this would have been one that if they didn't fully send it, they didn't really do these big huge things. This would have been so bad. Yeah, but it actually ended up translating very well in my opinion and it's all because yeah. they really like the hits were huge the pass like he jumped right over that entire rack into the fruit uh, everything about this was just them fully committing and believing the bit which made me believe in it mm. yeah 
I you they, know, did you guys catch the one moment where they ran past uh, like right after the department store, they ran past this woman who was the most late 90s, early 2000s woman I've ever seen in my life down to the way she's dressed her short cropped, like kind of like sticking out bleached blonde hair like it looks like she was pulled from the set of like a no doubt music video but not in front of the camera like she was behind the scenes dressing the set or something i was like i've never seen someone who looked so much like they were ripped straight out of the late 90s and it just brought me back to a bygone era huh i'm gonna go back and give that a look (laughs) it's a good look it is a good look (laughs) i like that look Man, the uh, one thing I noticed here with Stephanie doing the cheerleading, um, she clearly does not understand football because everything oh, is a dude, touchdown I had the to her. Same note, yes. She just keeps saying touchdown on repeat. Any anytime yeah. anything happens, a tackle, touchdown. Steve yes. fumbles the ball, touchdown. You know, it's just typical women. Am I, I right? I was the same oh, thing. Where that was the first. That was the first thing. I'm like, oh great, Stephanie's here, <laughs> and then she says touchdown. Chris is trying not to laugh. Steve-O didn't even catch the football. <laughs> he just jumps over the rack. Everything falls. And she's like, touchdown. And you're like, oh, you sweet idiot. Stephanie, it's, it. what are you doing? She looks so good in this. She always does. She always does. I know, does. but this one looks great. A little outfit. Ooh, la la. Oh, ooh, ooh, a la? Ooh, a la. Ooh, a la. All right, plays yeah. B. Chris, why don't you go yeah, into your review? Like I'm my brother. <laughs> why don't you go into your review wow. of uh, Football Follies? Uh, My review of football follies. Um, Like I was saying before, I didn't think I was going to like this that much, um, but it ended up turning me around. I'm going to seven out of 10. Nice. Jay, what about you? Um, Fuck. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think this one through. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it because like there's something about the freedom of just running around in the hot sun and football gear and running into fruits as opposed to the like. cold sun yes i agree <laughs> <laughs> cold you know sun. how the sun gets really cold sometimes <laughs> yeah but, uh i'm gonna go six out of ten and um yeah hey I, I i don't know if i need to bring it up again but uh, uh good job chris on the cheerleading crossover there from the beginning of the episode <laughs> oh saying. yeah yeah you, you i don't know if that was on purpose or not but it um, totally was uh-huh. You, <laughs> you can just, tell by it, the by the the surprised look in your face. That- <laughs> <laughs> Give me credit when I get some credit. All right, Mikey, don't fucking bring awareness. Give me to credit when I get some credit. <laughs> Chris, yeah. I love your sayings give are my more. favorite things in the entire world. Yeah, he gave me credit, so give me credit. You know, don't yeah. take away. <laughs> makes makes sense to me. I don't know what the confusion is here. Um, I'm gonna go into my rating of this one. Uh, uh, I you know as much fun as I had with it. I think that there could have been a little bit more personality talking to the camera. I always love that, especially when you get Danger Aaron and Steve O together. I think that's two of their best qualities. So a uh, little bit less of a score than I, I may have given otherwise. But in honor of the classic football phrase, blue. 42 four plus two equals a six out of ten wow hmm. see I, I like what you did there thanks man you're getting, you're getting okay at this thanks for giving me credit when i get credit jay exactly. give me some credit hey how come blue 42 is the only thing people remember from like you know football huddle or huddles uh from the what do you call that the snap why why is it how has that perpetuated our culture i don't, I don't understand know. it makes it's, no it, sense it's to me. always said blue it's a color and a number one <laughs> no there's the other one uh the one that um uh, Eli or Peyton Manning would do. What can I think of that one? All me and my buddies used to always say it. He'll come I don't to me know. at some point. And I'm just going to shout it out in the middle of while you guys are talking. And then everyone will be like, what the fuck is he talking about? But if they're paying attention now, they will know then. And they will get credit where they deserve credit. Yeah. <laughs> Omaha? Give me some credit. Is it Omaha? Omaha? Oh, that's yeah. exactly it. There you go. Omaha. Yeah. Well Five done. Days. Well done. Hey, guys. You know, um, I don't have segue for this one, so Johnny Knoxville is going to ride a bowl backwards. Yeah, fuck that, says Johnny Knoxville when he sees this <laughs> thing. He's very scared. He doesn't want to do this. So basically, what you have to do to 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 win at this game is you you sit on the head of the bowl and you hold on to the back, like where the saddle would be. And basically, everybody like they they do a test run. One of the cowboys gets in there and he shows Johnny how it's done. Does a good job, I must say. And uh, you know, Johnny's getting psyched up here. They tell him I hope they pay you a lot to do this shit. Uh what I was wondering though is, you know, we're we're here at the rodeo grounds as we've been many times in the Jackass TV show and in Gary LaFue's bull riding school, baby. Where the fuck is the slim to none montage? I literally yes! waiting for the opportunity to say that. I literally was just that was my yeah. next line. Good on you, Jay. You pick figured out too. We need slim to none. If we they're need going back slim to, to the none. same spot. Come on. Yeah. Did we get well, did we get Shorty but, in the last one? Did we see Shorty before? Was he uh, in any of the other ones? It sounds familiar, uh, but I can't remember. Because this great. guy's great. He's he's 
he's bold as fuck. You could tell he invented this sport by accident and just happened to be really good at it. He fell into yeah. the bull pit, clasped on like a goddamn cartoon character and actually ended up inventing a new sport. Um, yeah. He's like, he's good at it. He, he spends some time on it. I, well, say, like, I know oh, there are some people that actually do this and they're like, this is the, almost like a sub genre of the bull riding industry. Oh, interesting. But for me, I'm like, you, you realize when you're sitting like that, how much closer your balls and asshole are to the horns. <laughs> oh, like you just, oh, if you bucks and you slide down, you're in some serious shit. Yeah. Like that's why that's so much sketchier to me. Fuck. <laughs> and and Johnny's not bad at it either. I you know he looks no, he a wasn't. lot. He looks a lot less formal doing it. This honestly seems as though it, like I know it would be scarier and more dangerous because you're facing the wrong way. It seems easier than regular bull riding because you can kind of wrap your legs around the neck. You can get a little bit of leverage there. Uh, but it would still be fucking petrifying. The, the the thing that really struck me about this one is when Johnny's getting onto the bull and they're giving him instructions. They're like, okay, put your foot down here. You're going to grab on over here. You're this. And you can tell he's like kind of nervous and shaking. And you know what it reminded me of? It's like anytime we've gone zip lining or something like that. But the thing about zip lining is, yes, you're a little bit scared, but you also know in your heart, nothing is going to go wrong. In Johnny's case, it's the opposite. Yes, you're scared, and chances are something is going to yeah, go wrong. So that would be true. fucking scary, dude. Yeah, I, and I mean, I, he stays on. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, no, I literally didn't have anything to say. I just Mikey, or there was like a gap, so I was trying to think of something to say. So go on, Jay. <laughs> Welcome to behind the scenes, baby. <laughs> he, he stayed on there a clean uh, two, 2.5 seconds, I'd say, which is, I don't know, not too bad considering what he's doing. But they wanted eight, eight seconds out of him, though. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there you go. That That's that's basically the stunt all in all. I don't have a lot more to say about it, but I do appreciate when Johnny commented saying uh, my goods were bouncing up and down on his back the whole time, which is a good visual. Uh, I'd say yeah. if I had to rate this one, again, uh, bull riding uh, in Jackass, as Chris has stated, clearly not a staple of Jackass, as we're seeing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, exactly. We've only seen it once. Uh, yeah, this, fir- this is the first here. But this kind of twisted my words. This <laughs> this kind of did feel like a first for Knoxville because it was uncharted territory in a True. way, and uh, I, I you could see the fear in them. You know, I, I like that they played to that and they didn't just you know skirt by it. But overall, I wasn't as entertained as some of the other bull riding stunts we've seen. Not to say it was bad or anything like that, but I'd probably just sit at a solid six out of ten for courage and might. But overall. Uh, I like some of the other bull themed things we've seen a little. Yeah, more. I agree. You know, you would I you think, you know, you're going back to the bulls. I love the bulls, but it feels like this was just it's like like, you know, the Friday, the 13th movies and you get some good ones. And then it's like Jason goes to space and you're like, did you need to really go that much? Like bulls are scary and fun in and of themselves. It's it's almost as though they're trying too much to tack on to what we already know about the bulls. And it it. Because of that, like I like the the moment seeing some uh, vulnerability in Johnny. That's that's kind of nice, you know, to know he's human and he has fear like we do as well. Uh, but the actual bull riding moment, I didn't love. And one of my mm-hmm. favorite points in any bull sketch is the aftermath when the guy's been bucked from the bull and the bull chases after them. There was none of that in this one. And that was a little bit disappointing. Uh, I'm giving this one just like you, Jay, a six out of ten. Uh, I'm going with a five out of ten. <clears throat> I had the bull like like I said it's a great idea to see how the riding backwards goes but like they said I definitely took off points for not having the personality and the inside jokes that we came to love whenever they go to Gary LaFue's bull riding school yeah there's no real interviews with the other cowboys you don't even see really the camera as much pointing to them like oh my god this idiot like I love yes. that whole thing where they're like who is this guy it's almost as if now they just accept that Johnny is a badass and he's part of it which takes away the fun of them Wondering who this crazy guy is. A good you know point. what I mean? So yeah, hundred percent. It just it just it was a little lackluster. More right, lackluster because he wrote it backwards, baby. <laughs> yep. I think that pun was a little lackluster. <laughs> Could have left that one on the cutting room floor, but hey, we got Steve O'Knievel here. Speaking of, uh, I love that Steve. What Steve O'Knievel? Like yeah, I love it so much. Uh, they should use that more, but uh, they're in the office here again, just in that long hallway where they do such stunts as the uh, water jug jump thing or was it water bottle i don't remember the bunny hop here is all about riding your scooter over what's to be what appears to be some sort of plastic bin uh it's nothing there's nothing to this one i I can't (laughs) believe it made it in (laughs) i know uh, they needed they needed a couple more uh, you know seconds to to make that broadcast standard and that's, that's yeah so give us one did. more of the of the chemical spill yeah exactly. or something yeah yeah totally 
but hey, who cares? Let's just forget about that. It was pretty forgettable. This next one, though, I think this was the highlight for me of the whole episode. Hey, ladies, I'm Johnny, <laughs> and this is Chris Pontius, and uh, we're literally out on the street outside of a group of a gathering of ladies here, and they seem like nice ladies. Uh, Chris, what's the red light district? Am I missing something here? <laughs> um, I feel like I'm missing from, something here. From what I understand, it's like it's just an area where they put on all these red lights for some reason, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to scare away mosquitoes. <laughs> oh. So that the mosquitoes aren't sucking blood and uh-huh. transplanting all the AIDS from all the hookers that are being fucked around there. Oh, ah, right. <laughs> so it kind of just ended up working, working like, itself out. I like yeah, it. Guys, I thought it was yeah. the the area of the city that cars weren't allowed to to drive through. Ah, right, right. <laughs> I, I like the mosquito <laughs> analogy. That was that was something special there. I had uh, no idea where I was going. And I, I, I could tell. That. I was but like, you Chris, saved keep it, going. Though. You're going to find it. And the, I whole listener, out. the whole listener group knew it as well. But you got there. You got I there. I'm pretty proud of that. Can I just say that inviting these fine young ladies onto some paddle boats to perform a race was just brilliant. And uh, I love that each guy, Knoxville and Pontius, each gets their own megaphone on the back of the boat. (laughs) They're just shouting, pedal, pedal, let's go. And I mean, there's a point where another guy in a boat tries to cut in their way and they just start screaming at him. Hey, out of the way. This is an important race. Move out of the way. Dude, guys, this was a dream. I mean- I, really was, i are you do you agree Chris? Because i didn't, I didn't so like this one this I, I one didn't do it, it for but me the one thing that I, the one thing i couldn't stop thinking about is you could see on those girls face like i honestly genuinely think they just would have rather fucked for that 200 bucks 100 percent like 100%. they're just like what are we doing here i don't want to exercise i just want to fucking fucking go home like yeah, this is harder work than they expected this, you know they were straight to business too they're like yeah, hey yeah. would you guys want to come paddle boating they're like 200 bucks ahead and then they look yeah. at each other. You can tell that's more than they usually ask for because the other two kind of look at her like, what the fuck? Sure, yeah, let's do 200 bucks. Yeah. I mean, like, guys, the reason this got me thinking about something that I love dearly, uh, Norm MacDonald, rest in peace. Um, if you've ever seen Dirty Work, there's that scene where he hires all the prostitutes to yes. shoot that commercial. And, and the line, all right, listen up, prostitutes, is like, <laughs> it's one of my fucking, just a room full of prostitutes, like having a fucking, having a board meeting, going over the plans. It's just, there's something beautiful about that. And this, this just had that vibe to it of like, you know, let's just do the unexpected and like a fucking paddle boat race of all things. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, you take I, your family out on the pond on a Sunday afternoon yes. for one of these. <laughs> I like, I, you know, in premise, sure. But it just, once it was just a guy on the back of a paddle boat screaming at women to paddle faster. And, and the fact that they clearly weren't enjoying it just made me less, made me enjoy it less. Like, well, I don't you love know what the Woman's Day was last week. All right. Fucking <laughs> who gives a fuck anymore. They have their one fucking day and then we can go back to being assholes again all right so you don't it's, have to fucking it's, play it's honestly, that role message all them say oh i'm on your side they're fucking prosies black they out my to do Instagram anything for, for 200 fucking for euros it. and they just have to ride a fucking bike or a paddle it's boat, true right? i mean they got the better although although we heard last week that uh the jackass crew members made 300 dollars per stunt so they probably heard the 200 dollars thing they're like yeah let's pocket their extra hundred let's <laughs> we're making we're making some more money on this one let's get five prostitutes it, yeah i don't know man it, it i don't like a jackass stunt where the the person is so clearly pissed off in it like even the eggnog challenge when preston lacy was flipping tables i was like dude you're ruining the vibe this is not why i would get pissed off if i had to drink that much eggnog i would get pissed off if someone were yelling at me in a paddle boat i want to watch people kind of have a glee in their eyes when they do it otherwise it's just kind of kind of misses the marks so for for mm. for that for the uh, uh 200 dollars requested i'm giving this one a two out of ten. Oh wow really yeah didn't do boy, it for me seriously boy. i'm going to six out of ten this was better than an average sketch it was funny as a funny concept my I, I, you got some personality you had the, the megaphone like jay was saying it was just hilarious because i was like are you fucking kidding me with that megaphone and i mean <laughs> hey you can't be upset they probably paddled for 10 minutes made 200 bucks all right so yeah, like ultimately they're not going to be pissed off at the end of it that, you know, they didn't get, you know, it was maybe a little humiliating, but they also agreed, Hey, we'll do this. Like they're, they're like, yeah, I'm down for that. And, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I like the idea that they're like, they're like, this is so humiliating. I would rather go back to getting the dump on the chest by the tourists. <laughs> right? Well, I don't know what accent that was. But it was Dutch. No, it works. It, it works. Yeah. All right, there we go. Uh, 
like, listen, the thing is, I don't feel like this is, let's have a go and laugh at the prostitutes at their mm-hmm. expense. I really don't feel that way at all. Yeah, In I don't, fact, I don't I feel either, like to the, be clear. The, I don't I don't think that's what this was. Yeah, the two idiots here are the guys on the back of the boats with megaphones who think that they're so cool that they paid prostitutes to have a paddle boat race. And that's why I love it, because it's like obnoxious and ridiculous to the point of just being like, if you were out just, you know, you had the day off and you went down to the park and you saw this, you'd be like, what the fuck are those guys yeah, doing? Totally like, agree. what is this? And I love that. I love a good public jackass stunt that just has people scratching their heads. And I felt like this was, this was a nice touch. So boys, True. Mr. Hard Marker here is going with a solid eight out of 10 on this. Whoa. Wow. Loved it. Made what me laugh. Cool. I glad have you enjoyed no it, read on you, good, Jay. But I, 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 yeah, I don't get how, where you go with those numbers. Cause there's some other ones <laughs> that are way better, but Hey, to each his own, to each his own. Yeah, well, listen up, prostitutes. We've got more. Here, so. uh, Brandon Deco is here, and he's a pirate. I mean, man, we've got Manny and we've got the the crewman here. But I think at the end of the day, the good thing is that we have um, we have a guy who can do a pirate voice. Otherwise, this would have just fell apart entirely. I think we can all yeah. agree on that. Um, this is the stunt we referenced at the open of the episode. This is Shark Ride. We're hitting the boat. And I got to say, guys, with Pontius, Steve-O, and Manny all together here, Holy fucking shit. Is Manny ever great. cut? Did you see those yes, washboard dude. abs? I was not yes. expecting that. I don't think I've seen him with his shirt off, at least not in a long time. And that took me by surprise. I Manny's agree. A beast, man. It's, it's great to, I mean, it's great to know that he's a beast and his job is to tame wild ones. Like maybe they just have re- the ultimate respect for him. They see his abs and the sharks are like, you can ride on my back. Just please don't hurt me. <laughs> oh God, with that majestic hair remember, flowing behind him. Yeah. It was so long ago when I was talking about on the podcast how Manny literally rides hammerhead sharks and people were like, I yes. don't know about that. And I spent so long trying to find clips of it and I couldn't find a clip. That I, but I know I seen it, so I was starting to second guess myself. And this episode, this sketch came on, and I was so fucking happy because that's amazing. I, I knew I saw it. There's there's one key difference between this sketch and a Wild Boy sketch, and that is, as you mentioned, Jay, the narration. Deco as the pirate narrator, as the yeah. narrator who's basically our voice and is making fun of the people on screen. That's a vibe we don't get very often in Wild Boys, and it almost makes me wonder: would an introduction of that? kind of work for wild boys you know every mm-hmm. so often if that david attenborough type said something that wasn't just pure fact and was instead like steve is the dumbest son of a bitch i've ever seen That's like it would be kind of good to yeah. get that i think because it, it made me laugh when when deco they're like they're in water and he's just like once again, Steve-O's <laughs> failed. It's like, that's funny. It's like, look at this dipshit waving his, like, actively is, uh, attracting the sharks. I was like, that's, that's kind of worked for me. That's great. I, I love Daryl, by the way. Oh, thank you and very much. Here it is. That's good. The murderer of the sea. Oh, yes. Now Chris is getting in on it. Give me, give me, you give me an Attenborough now. Chris, your turn. Come on. I literally fell asleep now. watching David Attenborough oh, last night. The amount oh. of nights I fell asleep How watching David you? Attenborough. There's a new episode, a new thing that came out called like I don't know, Life or the same thing as every other one. Puts you to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) As the Mikey did the best. If you got to go on Mikey's Instagram and find her, hopefully, maybe we'll repost it. It was uh, Mikey did a bit where he was like David Attenborough voiceover. My dad was in the pool (laughs) and like he was like just sleeping, like like he was dead with a pool noodle behind his back and one behind his leg, just floating there. And Mikey he was the sleeping Brian. <laughs> it was the best fucking. You, we, Mikey, you got to put that up on the Jackass. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, it's it's one Jack of my Ass favorite Pod, videos you've ever uh, done. Twitter and Instagram, you can find it there. Uh, Jay, the you mentioned, though, Brian. at the top of the episode, <laughs> yeah. the intimate moment when Steve O and Pontius are gazing into the ocean. <laughs> that moment, I in my mind, I'm sure this wasn't the case, but in my mind, they're, they're laying down with their chest on the ground. And in my mind, their feet were up, like, like wiggling their feet yeah, like they were oh, at a and steve-o looks at Pontius and he's like he's like are you scared dude like so it was so childish like like i know like we're having a good time like it's hard not to be a bit scared right blood brothers for life man yeah. <laughs> like yeah i totally got that vibe that you're that you outlined uh, there like they're hanging off that boat they're about to ride a 10-foot hammerhead shark by the way that's the aim yes. anyways and i think the thing I like about the segment is I think they're starting to realize that this type of content could work as its own show. And I, yes. I think it's beautiful to see Wild Boys coming about. It's nice to see the genesis. It's something I didn't really think or anticipate that we would see. And it's it's a nice surprise. But uh, I got to say like, that. I like the idea. I like yeah. the idea that <laughs> that they're sitting on the boat and 
Steve-O goes to Manny and he's like, Manny, like you're, you're really good at this. We need to get you on more often. And Pontius is like, we don't need to get you on this show more often. What if we had our own show where we go out in the wild as boys and just deal and, and, and hang out. And then Deco's like, yeah, I'll be the narrator. And they're like, fuck off Deco. We're getting David Attenborough. And Deco's just sitting there like, I guess I'll just be back home in Pennsylvania. Yeah. All right. I got to say, I was just about to get to the pirate. I think we can all agree. Sarcasm aside, sarcasm. What the fuck is wrong? Sarcasm Sarcasm aside, uh, that we we could do without the pirate. Deco, I love you, but your pirate's not. It's it needs something else. He loves his pirate, but here's the thing: spend a weekend with Johnny Depp or something. I I don't know. I think I think they did because this came out. You think he spent a weekend with Johnny Depp? Yeah, because this came out in 2001, and Johnny Depp's uh, Jack Sparrow came out in 2003. So you tell me where he got his inspiration from. Okay, never mind. Give credit to the fuck. I don't remember what Deco Chris is. Whatever the real Chris Jack said. Sparrow, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree on that at least. Um, but listen, guys, <laughs> this this is get, gonna get real because we got to get the raw fish meat out and uh, give that to Pontius. Get him in the water, and here come the sharks, baby. The hammerhead is uh, nature's murderer. The pirate tells us. Stevo is wearing his speedo on the outside of the wetsuit, which I just wanted to point that out as a nice touch. Yes, <laughs> unnecessary. That was, a, that was a very nice touch, but a nice touch. But yeah, they get in there and. Um, you know, they, they, they swim around for a while. It's kind of, we've seen this happen before with wildlife theme stunts where you're expecting something big. And I, I don't think it's fair to always expect something big to happen. But, you yeah. know, they do play around for a bit. There's some close encounters with the sharks. But really, overall, there's nothing that stands out in my memory as like a moment that, you know, we have to mention here, at least, at least for I me. I agree. You know, there were sharks. It was cool. Um, but that's basically it. Are we are we giving this one a rating? You guys want to Yeah, let's give this one a rating. All right. You said there was no moment that stands out. Manny rides a fucking hammerhead shark away into the sea. He was gone. He left the boat. He's like, I'm going with my friends to their home. I'll, I'll see catch you boys you guys later. I'll catch you guys in the next set. <laughs> that's the most majestical, maj- maj- yeah. majestical thing right. I've ever seen in my life. He rode yeah, a that's fucking how shark. Season, season one, episode one of Wild Boys, when they uh, they boat out to South Africa, <laughs> he he didn't come with them. He just emerged from the ocean when the 100%, boat was right? Exactly. Yeah, do, you, do you guys think of the clitoris? The clitoris on that hammerhead or what? Oh, it was, that just was, me? I mean, that's the, that talk, talk about a hammer handle. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to give this one a solid, uh, right down the middle, five out of 10, not because it was bad. It had some moments like the, you know, peering into the ocean that I liked, but yeah, pretty run of the mill wildlife stunt that didn't, I don't know, didn't amaze for me. I, I agree, Jay. There was a decent amount of personality here, but it felt like they were being a bit lazy in terms of what what their backup was if it didn't work out. And because of that, I'm actually going a little bit lower. I'm giving this one a four out of ten. Oh my god, you guys are fucking stupid. <laughs> you guys are just Thank stupid. Because nobody is wilder than the Wild Boys. We got the Wild Boys. This might be just one of the most 10. organic births of the Wild Boys. Come on. Manny wrote a fucking hammerhead shark. He did. Didn't <laughs> a hammerhead shark. Steve O did all the death calls. Every single way that you're not supposed to react in the water, Steve O literally did with a swarm of hammerhead sharks around. And you guys are giving it that low. I'm going an eight and a half out of ten. All right. All right, so red light district was a two from Mikey and a six from you, and this is an eight. That I don't understand, but hey, to (laughs) each his own. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Listen up, prostitutes. We've got more ground to cover. I'm just going to say that every time when I do it. I'm I'm down. I'm down. Uh, Hey, Ryan, hot dog done right here. And uh, what are you doing? They ask Ryan, hot dog done. He says, "I'm riding a bike." Uh, still seeing a clitoris. I know I'm all about this clitoris this episode, <laughs> but just tell me that's not a huge, giant, overinflated, erect clitoris. Um, and this hot dog's about to get a nice uh, uh, money shot with the mustard. And that was the best part of beautiful. this. It's, it's clear it's Ryan Dunn when he's going through. He doesn't really know how to like do tricks on a bike, but he was giving it his all. I actually found his commitment level to this pretty funny. But the best part was when he's on the ground writhing in pain and directly into his open mouth Direct from like shot. twenty feet away. That was a nice shot. Yeah, from the distance of a, the length of a hammerhead shark, someone sprays all the mustard in the entire. Uh, a squeeze tube into his mouth. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was ever, definitely the best little part. You guys ever have like a super soaker fight when you're a kid and you mix 100%. like mustard and ketchup into the water in your tank? Oh, definitely. No, not. yeah, that's you terrible. Asshole. Yeah, hot I'm sauce so mad is, at you right now. <laughs> we gotta hot do that. Sauce to Cole. Your sister has a ketchup fear. We we'll just fucking yeah, pin true. her down and just blast super soakers at her. That sounds so bad. Okay, doesn't sound great, Chris. Yeah, 
All right, All right guys. Well, I think we took we a go. I think we took a real bite out of that one, but I'll tell you something that uh, You couldn't hey, have used that for the shark one? No, nah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> it's okay. It's gonna be all right. I promise. Listen, guys. If, uh, if I, okay, you used hammerhead shark as a measurement of distance. So uh, I think, uh, like, even give me two fucking hammerhead sharks. I don't care what the distance is. I wouldn't want badger urine anywhere on or oh. around me. And we've got a container of badger uh, urine here that Bamarjera has somehow procured. And poor Ryan Dunn. Poor Ryan Dunn. Uh, they're going to dump it on him and see if he can go out and attract the ladies. And guys, I don't know if you've ever used this pickup strategy, but follow a group of ladies on the street and ask, where are you ladies going? Home? <laughs> Where's home? Can I come? Can I come too? I guarantee you 90% chance you'll be getting in the car and driving away with them. Yeah, I mean, look at his cute right little right outfit. So. He had that nice little, the khakis and the blue little collared shirt. Like he actually he was such like a, a fuck boy. boy. Oh my yeah. God. I, you know what, boy. this this one is a similar one that could have had like a, a, a decent, uh, like a better reaction. The end is, is pretty funny, but I feel like you need a better improviser in this in this state. Like someone like uh, Dave England. Uh, Dave England wouldn't have been able to Or get a the pirate. They or a had. pirate. Or yeah, a pirate. Yeah, I mean, maybe a deco. Uh, Aaron, Aaron McGahee may have been able to pull it off because we've yeah. seen he's got some improv sure. chops like in the, the, the parking meter ferry. Uh, but it was, you know, the premise is great. I think on its own, I was just going to enjoy it, but there wasn't a ton. It didn't get good until he gets in the car with everyone. Cause you can tell no one smells it until he's in the car. No right. one's reacting. I'm like, what? Like, is, oh, what's are, that smell? He's like, oh, it's a menthol. <laughs> yes. That's such a good line. <laughs> that, was talking good. About that was a great line. That was good. Oh, fuck. I haven't smelled the smell of like, if that's like fucking grandma cigarette right there, a menthol. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, that, this would be my most hilarious. embarrassing stunt, anyway. though. I would never fucking do this. I would rather no. do. I, said that too. I, I would rather do the nut, uh, uh, the the cup test than this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. There's something degrading about being covered in urine, the urine of an animal. <laughs> um, it's like you know, it's like a gullible guy got sold by some some uh, quick thinking salesman in a back alley with a trench coat somewhere, saying that this this little aphrodisiac will attract all the ladies. I'm sure, hundred percent of the time, behind it works the every time. Yeah, sex yeah. panther, baby. Yeah, I do. Guys, what would you guys think you know? is is more potent of a smell, badger urine or Manny's urine? Definitely Manny's urine. Yeah. Definitely Manny's. Manny's, urine, Manny's sure. definitely got more of a potent smell. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. All the way. The animals respect him. All yes. animals. All, beasts. all animals. All animals. It's got to be some pretty intense musk, you know. Mikey. Imagine, imagine Manny at a club and and he's he's walking out there covered in his own urine, and right. the women are like, "Get into our car, we're going home." He's like, "I got my own ride." Grabs onto a hammerhead shark and takes it into the distance. <laughs> How many uh, times do you think that's actually happened? At least three. At least three in Miami. Yeah, he leaves. He like, dives into the ocean like fucking Aquaman. Grabs. He dives in like uh, Paul Schneider did in the animal. <laughs> you know when he's like the dolphin. Yes. He does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say Paul Schneider. Yeah, isn't that his name? Rob Schneider. Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. Safe. So uh, much like uh, forcing yourself to watch any Rob Schneider movie, it's time to face your fear with Wee Man. Uh, <laughs> hey. This is something you guys talked about. I remember this coming up on the show at some point. Don't recall when, but this is a little trick that uh, Wee Man and the crew do where they're just in a hotel lobby here on God knows what's been on that carpet, by the way. I'll tell you why that's relevant in a second. But um, basically the idea is to go down with your hands behind your back on your knees and just let gravity do its thing and fall onto your face. And uh, the thing is, you don't want to chicken out in front of the guys here. So we've got Wee Man, we've got Dunn, Lacey, um, a bunch of guys doing this. And yeah, that's basically all it is. It's a short interstitial, but I thought this was a neat little party trick. Although some do it better than others. And for some fucking reason, Ryan Dunn has just been tarred and feathered recently, which. Well, uh, this, this is probably after they filmed the 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 uh, tarring and feathering in season two. It, I was getting the case. So I had the question oh, if anybody right. remembered yeah, okay, what, episode, what season that was from, because we always wonder if they just insert different clips from different seasons. So Which obviously is, it's clear that this was filmed yeah. from a yeah, different yeah. season ago. So that answers that question for us. Yeah. This, this to me was just like, this is as good as like, I love, this was my favorite part of the whole, of the whole. Episode, it was very funny. It's just it like so funny. simple. There literally takes nothing. It just goes to show when they just sit around and just do something silly with each other. It's that's what we want the most out of jackass, mm. or at least I do. It, it seemed yeah. like there was a time when they were trying to go bigger and more elaborate when really the thing that resonated the most was like, isn't it cool to sit around with your buddies and do dumb shit? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And this is uh, this is one of those for sure. Although I got to say, when Preston tries to do it, 
He kind of just lands on the front of his chest. I think he's got <laughs> enough bulk there that it worked to his credit. Yeah. He didn't actually have to he go. He didn't roll forward at all. On yeah. his face. Um, but yeah, that was a fun little detour. And uh, we've got one more detour with a hot dog suit. They got to return that thing by 5 p.m. So Rab himself here in the park for some hot dog gymnastics. Yeah. Raycon hates mustard. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. But uh, I think this is the moment we've all been waiting for, especially Chris. I know you've been itching to get to this one. This is Playgirl, Chris Pontius, and uh, right out of the gate. If you had to guess what what uh, verbal... <laughs> what uh how, how can i put this what memorable lines might come out in 2001 when a man is about to get naked and get his photographs taken for playgirl uh let's just say we can quote denny the oil boy who clearly stated <laughs> i'm not gay yes july 2001 so yeah just to put things into the into the time period we are in a lot of homophobia going around in this one boys the poor guy whose job it is to oil up men before a photo shoot and still feels the need to justify it to everyone else saying i know it probably seems like i'm gay but i'm not i just oil up these in fact i think it's the opposite i'm making them look better it's like dude no one questioned it this is your profession we're good here just rub the man (laughs) yeah rub rub them down down, man chris you i feel like this sketch was made for you i actually didn't love it that much it just felt like it bordered on that that line of in order for this to be an actual good photo shoot, you need to kind of like take it really seriously. And there are rare moments when Pontius seems embarrassed, like when he did part party boy and had to get in the shower with Knoxville and he just looked uncomfortable. I felt like he was uncomfortable this whole time. Like he was kind of making jokes and and like, mm. it, to me, it would have been, he would have shown himself to be more confident and, and less uncomfortable if he didn't have to have that smile and laugh and grin when he was doing it. Like if he just straight faced this one and every time Cossack had to get in for like a close up shot, just like, like, like stared down the camera at him, that would have been much funnier to me. Make the prank about uh, Rick Cossack, not about Pontius during this. I love how you just went, Chris, this seems like one that you would want to break down and went on a seven minute rant about everything. about it. <laughs> no, I didn't say break down. I said it was meant for you. And then oh, I said, oh. well, here's why uh, I disagree. <laughs> um, I actually do agree with a lot of what you just said there, like especially that thing about just really playing into the role and staring them down. I think this was just at a time a little bit, a year or two before them realizing that this is good comedy yes, and this is a good 100%. way to play and they're mm-hmm. able to not be like they're able to play into it. But even at those times, you know, there's a, you know, it, it was different. So by get, playing into too much of that, it might isolate audiences or things along those lines. Like that's a, a big concern that they had. Even at Wild Boys, they were getting a lot of people saying stuff like that. It's not until later people could come back and really appreciate it for what it was. So maybe there's like, something to do with that. I don't know. I feel like they were at the forefront of that, though. No, I think they, the they earlier, were definitely. Yeah, the earlier they leaned into it, the earlier society would have hundred percent, but crazy. this is before. This is a few years before yes. Wild Boys, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. so, this yeah. is and this is still. It doesn't seem like a long time ago, but things were so fucking different back yeah, then. Uh, so for sure, for sure. Um, instead of, I just think they missed the mark on what they could have done with this a little bit. That being totally. said, I know I heard him on a podcast talking about it, and the story that he was telling about this was so entertaining. I can't even remember the details of it. I think he was on the Steve O podcast talking about it, but. Um, I'm kind of like blending in that that version of it, what, what we actually saw. So I was a little bit disappointed in in what it came out. But all, to, all, all in all, is right. it's, it's Pontius. It's Playboy. Playgirl, I like it. Jay, yeah. what about you? Any any specific thoughts on this one? Uh, a couple of, let's talk about some of the poses. How about that? The standout <laughs> poses. We've got uh, Pontius with the finger in the mouth. Um, mm-hmm. I like the cross-legged nuts on a platter kind of stance. He had a and that was there. the oil boy's idea. He knew. Yeah. He, he knew. He's like, oh, he this, this would work. This yeah, that, that guy's got like a, uh, what do you call that? Like a, used to have people's contact information in a Rolodex. He's got like a Rolodex of, you know, appropriate positions. He's been on enough sets to know, yeah. He just yeah. whips they, it out and goes, yeah. We can right, all agree the oil, the oil boy's gay, right? The oil boy's 100%, oh, 100% gay. 100%, yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. Oil yeah. boy's so gay. And and the sooner he admits that, I think the better off we'll all be. 100%. Listen, we, we got to get the butt shots in there, boys. I like when he laid, you know, stomach down on the lawn chair there and uh, they had to come in and, and blemish the, or get the blemish, <laughs> blemishes out of his ass crack with makeup. That was good. That would be the second uh, most embarrassing moment of this episode to me. There's the smell and someone pointing to a pimple on my ass. I'd be like, I'm, yeah. I quit. I quit. I'm jumping off this balcony. <laughs> You're so vague. 
<laughs> and I mean, there's one thing that really stood out to me, and I think Mikey you might have noticed this as well. And you've referenced something similar many times already. That's when he's crouching down in between the plants, and he's got a nice tiger tooth necklace on. Almost, we're almost all the way to Puka so Shell. So close to the Puka. So, that in fact, that almost step. counts. Like it almost counts as the Puka Shell <laughs> necklace. Like, give me that credit. It's so close to the Puka Shell necklace. It's the same fucking shape, almost. Oh yeah. Yeah, it had very, very heavy puka vibes coming off that thing. Yes. Uh, I got to mention my my last two favorites. Obviously, we got to mention Bunny the Lifeguard in the kiddie pool. I'm glad he brought out the attire for that. That was nice. He's he's bottomless this whole time, by the way. He does not, you know, he he lets that thing hang loose, um, which I think was was uh, was needed. But my favorite was the beach ball because he's just sitting on this big fucking. <laughs> it's like a yoga ball size beach ball, and he's just bouncing around there. I, I don't know. Just something about that got me chuckling. There's just something to the visual of it. But all in all, a successful photo shoot. And uh, I got to say, I got to ask you guys, like, we've already mentioned that 2001 was a very closed-minded time for a lot of people. Right. I just kind of wonder, um, back in that time, if this was on the air and you were catching it, you know, at the time, how many people, how many people were turning off their TVs at this point and being like, well, that's the end of the episode for me and like wiping their hands of it because I bet Honestly, you a lot pro- probably. Probably did. a lot. I think if I knew my parents were home, I probably wouldn't watch it because the idea of of them walking in on me watching that, I would, you know, I was <laughs> part of the problem. I was like very afraid of people thinking I was gay when I was a kid. Uh, and and I think if my parents walked downstairs at that point in time, I, I would have developed a complex. I probably would have been like, I will watch, which is way worse, by the way, where I'm like, I'll watch it when I'm alone Dude, uh, so I can really get into it. <laughs> I, I, that just reminded me of a story that I just have to tell right now. And I'll tell it as quick as possible. We got into like computer hacking when we were like computers just came out and there was a program you could send it. It was like a Trojan horse program. You could send it to somebody and they would click it saying it was something else and nothing would happen on their computer. But you gained access to their computer. You could open up their disk drive. You could just do certain (laughs) shit and just fuck with them. And there was a kid. I I won't even say his name, but actually maybe I should just because his mom will finally believe him. Maybe let's leave it at that. So we actually opened up the, the website. Like you could open up the browser and we went to like gayporn.com. So that opened <laughs> Which up was on totally his computer. We're in like grade six. Well, we didn't know. We just typed in that. We're in like grade, yeah. honestly, five or six Boobs. at this time. And his, the, the kid's Sorry. mom walks into his fucking ha- room right as he's has gayporn.com open and thought he was gay forever. <laughs> That's that actually happened. Like, there's no way he's. I swear, I wasn't doing this. Like, think about it. Yes, there's no way she she doesn't even understand the concept of hacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, it was not a thing on people's radar. That's that's pretty funny. Uh, I gotta say though, for all of you viewers who tuned out and shut the TV off and never watched it again, you missed the money shot, the final shot at the end where Pontius is splayed out on a desk in an office on the phone. Unfortunately, I was not what Playgirl was looking for. <laughs> I just love that. And I got to ask, it looks though, great. out of all the photos they took, where did those photos end up, I wonder? Uh, probably on Chris's friend's computer, I think. <laughs> Gayporn.com. Yep, Gayporn.com. Which I, I, um, I hope is a website still. You know, Chris, Chris was talking about hacking. Let's talk about jacking and how there was a lot of sure. it in this one. If you were uh, finding yourself in the right state of mind, uh, I'm going to go straight into my review on this one. I think I think there's a big detriment. I think this honestly would have been six points higher if it weren't censored. I think this in the movie would have True. been so much funnier. It just would like the black bar there. Like you don't get to feel the discomfort that's on set because you're still just looking at a guy with a black bar over him uh and and it just felt like this was kind of directionless and and i i get that you got rick kind of playing it up but i really it felt like a big dud in an otherwise pretty good episode i'm gonna give this one uh uh, a six out of ten fair enough fair enough chris i gotta go six nine out of ten just because nice like it's i'm not missing that opportunity but yeah like you said it wasn't it could have been a lot more and i I like that comment about the fact that if this was uncensored it definitely would have hit a little bit way better yeah but but you do gotta mention that the size of the black bar that they chose was appropriate big man so it's big let's give them that much uh listen i think overall you guys are on to something here that it is hard to feel what it would have felt like in that time period, being there on set watching it through the TV is a little different for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm probably just going to sit around a six as well with, um, with Mikey on that one, just because uh, that was a lot of, that was, it was a lot of laughs in terms of like Pontius playing to the camera and playing to the situation, but could have used a little something extra. I'm not sure what that is, but I yeah. agree. 
that's that's what I would say anyway. And uh, you know what else I would say? That's the end of the fucking episode, and we were gonna that's roll it. some credits. Uh, we get a you know a couple outtakes from the show. One thing that I was reminded of in the credits was the football tackles. We go back to yes. that for just a moment and Steve-O jumps into a fruit stand and we get that shot again. And I just thought, fuck man, I just want to run around with the boys and jump into things on a hot summer day. It looks like, fun. honestly, that looks like a that. lot of fun. We also get another, uh, Argon chemical drop, which, yeah. which is like, okay, so they did film more. They just didn't show it in, yeah. as part of the segment. It was, it was very strange, but, uh, but that's that guys. It leads us to our favorite segment of the show, uh, it's our MVPs and LVPs MVP oh, of this episode, the most valuable player. Uh, Chris, you want to start us off? Definitely Manny. He wrote a fucking hammerhead. I'm there with you. I don't <laughs> need to justify anything more than that. The dude re- wrote a fucking hammerhead shark. I'm in with you. All right. Oh man. I, I would like to say Manny for the sake of peer pressure, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm, I am going to do though is, uh, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to give it to Pontius for the charm. God okay. damn, he had the charm. And you know what? And he charmed a Bold lot. And not move, just Pontius. In the, yeah, not just in the Playgirl Pontius segment either, though. Like, in anytime you saw Pontius this episode, he was just being his charming self. There's a, there's a part we didn't talk about after the red light district where he kind of plays to the camera and he's complaining about how Johnny gets mm. all the ladies. And that was yeah, fun. Yeah, that was I a just good thought, little bit. Man, he's putting on the charm this episode real good. So I, 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 I got I like quite that. a few laughs from him. I'd say Pontius. Nice. It's a great choice. LVPs, the losers of the uh, of 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 this this week's episode. Chris, what what, what do you got? Oh, this is a tough one. You know, there was a lot of things here and there. I would definitely. Sp- I don't know. Does anyone else have one? Because I got to think about this for a second. I got yeah, one. Go for and it. I'll set the tone here. Yeah. This one I'm going off the board with. But this one, it, I don't think there's anyone else who who lost bigger. Gary Lafew. Why didn't you get your fucking cowboy cronies to say slim and none? That's a big miss, my friend. Ooh, Gary, yeah. I don't want to go back to your bull riding school. I want you to ride off in the sunset, and I want to school you, you son of a bitch. Fuck you, Gary. Wow. Gary, wow. La fuck you. How about that, you piece of garbage? You Whoa. fucking piece of trash? How about this? How about this bull chases after you and sticks its horns right up your fucking ass, you clown? You're the only one not dressed in makeup, and you're a fucking clown, Gary. Gary Lafew. Holy shit. All right, shit. so that'll be we Mighty Mikey beef. Aaronworth and Gary wow. LaFew this weekend, WrestleMania 37. <laughs> Don't miss it. That's Madison Square Garden. Wow. He's uh, like my Yellowstone on his ass. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I'll jump in quick, Chris, and give the LVP because yeah. I think I've got mine figured out. And it's I, I love my boy, Deco, but just something about the pirate. I don't know. Usually he's got these funny one-liners and he's like, he's just like head on the nail, like with the, with his comments. But I kind of feel like I could have enjoyed the shark segment more without his commentary and the pirate felt half-assed, frankly, frankly. So he's my LVP for this one for, for letting me down. Cause I know we can do better. Jay, well, I always, I got to say this. I always really like your choices. You, you always have very good choices that I, I often that I wasn't thinking of, but that's another good one. Thank you. Yeah. I was Chris. thinking Deco, but you know, now that I'm thinking about it, Gary LaFue's fucking with my brother. You're on blast, Gary. Fuck you, Gary LaFue. You don't mess with my family because we're coming after you, buddy. We're coming after you. And that was a tag team match at WrestleMania. Actually, they call it one of your cronies. And you know what? Your chances of beating us are slim to none. Boom! Yeah. What a fucking entrance. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Give him some credit when he gets gets that credit. You know what I'm saying? I just blacked out there. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I think you saw red like a bull would. Wow. Yes. Whew. I think uh, you should you should make it a greased up uh, greased up Gary match and just you know he should have to <laughs> wrestle in like tanning oil or something like that. He can, uh, they can bring a bull. We're bringing a hammerhead motherfucking shark. Yeah, yeah like Manny's it. Manny's our promoter. Yeah, hammerhead, our promoter. Yeah. hammerhead on a pole match, and uh, look forward <laughs> to that next weekend WrestleMania. And uh, hey, look forward to this jackassed with a T pod on Instagram and Twitter and uh, look forward to all the fun stuff we post there. Mikey's been working very hard on, you know, cool little um, little video segments and things from the show. So if you ever need a, a teaser for, uh, you know, what's to come on the new episode, check those out. He, he, he does he does a lot of fucking good, honest, hard work. And I just wish Thanks, man. that you would fucking appreciate it and, and give it a like and just stop being so goddamn selfish. Really, that's what this is all about. Fuck Gary, yeah. I'm coming for yeah. you, motherfucker. <laughs> Listen <laughs> to me, Gary. This is, this is, it's a three on one now, baby. And Gary, 
Gary, let me tell you something. You come out here and you talk to these people. You say, you say, I am Gary. I am the savior. I am here to alleviate this whole division of wrestlers who think they are real men. But Gary, let me tell you something. You're about to step into the ring with three bona fide studs here. And not only will we yeah. be bringing the hammerhead shark, but we're going to be bringing, we're going to be bringing a little something extra for you. We've got in our corner, Playgirl Pontius, our manager. <laughs> so you better watch out, buddy, because he's got... He's he's been working hard. He's been fucking tanning. He's been fucking naked, rubbed all into that oil, and he's gonna rub off on you if you get too close. If you know what Yo, I mean, it's gonna so fucking just, suck when Gary kicks all of our ass at the same yeah, time. Yeah, Gary's a tough guy. I'm, I'm actually very scared of Gary. He's he is a bull fun. rider after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little. I, I, I that wasn't me talking, Gary. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. I think we had some fun here today. We had some laughs. We had some good times. Um, next week, next week, we're going to be doing another episode of Jackass as we do. And I can't believe, I'm like having a hard time believing that we're already on to uh, episode seven because that means we're what? Two in the can and that's it after this? Uh, yeah, man. Seven, eight. It's, it's, it's coming, coming so, towards the end. Fuck me. Um, we'll be back with more next week as we always do and we look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Uh, season three, episode six. It was a blast, boys. I had fun. And, um... Bye, I'm Jason Weldon. Bye, I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye, I'm Mikey Aaronworth, and this has been Jackass. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it! This was a Press X for Sound audio production.